Hello, everyone. Welcome to Flyer Buzz here on Flyers Radio 24-7. Brian Smith and Bill Meltzer here with you for a late training camp edition of our podcast. And, of course, we hope you've been enjoying the training camp so far and watching some of the battles that have been ensuing. The Flyers uh, started off great. The first few games at camp, they've fallen off a little bit in the second half of camp, so they're hoping to uh, try and uh, end things on a, on a high note and then uh, head into the regular season which comes up on Thursday, October the 4th, Flyers and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights out in Las Vegas. A two-game road trip to start the season for the Flyers. And, Bill, as we stand right now heading into the final weekend of the preseason, the Flyers still have some questions to answer about their roster. They've got some guys here that they're getting extended looks. A couple of uh, a couple of those guys were sent back to the Phantoms on Friday, but still some decisions to be made. And uh, we'll let you start wherever you want. Curious about the roster itself and uh, what do you think has been the most intriguing uh, position battle, if you will, uh, so far this preseason. Well, I think the most compelling story in camp has been uh, Mikhail Vorobiev. You know, he. Um, I don't think he had the inside edge uh, for the third-line center battle coming into camp. But day by day and game by game, practice by practice, he's earned it. You know, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to make the team. I, I think he's, you know, I, I think that he, he won that, you know, he won the battle for the job. I mean, and, and he had another, you know, he was another bright spot um, last night against the Rangers in what was a uh, kind of a disjointed game for the team. So uh, to me, that's been the most, most pleasant thing that's that's uh, happened in camp. Um, you know, I, I think that the the main battle beyond that is okay. Now, what's the fourth line going to look like? Um, is Scott Lawton going to play left wing? Is he going to play center? Um, you know, is is um, well Corbin Knight? We're waiting to hear what his status is. He suffered an upper body injury in um, last night's game, and uh, Hexy Ron Hexel just said there's not going to be an update today. More should be known tomorrow. It'll be uh, be a shame for Corbin if he starts the season on injured reserve, but we'll see how, uh, you know, we'll see what comes out of all that. Um, but he had had a good camp, and he was certainly in the mix for a, you know, for a fourth line or a 13th forward kind of a role. He's a versatile guy, can come in, kill penalties, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, that really that's that's where those battles those battles are at this point. Um, you know, Dale Weiss is fighting for a spot. Taylor Lear is fighting, hanging on to a spot. Uh, we'll see where where Corbin Knight is, and uh, you know, and and your Lateros, the you know the other guy who was kind of maybe on the, on the bubble a little bit in camp. So, I think that uh, you know, I think that that's the group where you're going to see the next cut come from. Um, Flyers really go. I think they'll go in with um, 14 forwards, seven defensemen, and, and two goalies. So um, you know, I think I think uh, I think on defense, um, your your seven are pretty well set. Uh, Mark Friedman, I, who I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing tomorrow's game. He's been a pleasant surprise in camp. Um, you know, I, I think that there was an opportunity there for uh, Philip Myers, um, both while uh, Andrew McDonald and, and um, Travis Sanheim were dealing with injuries. You know, and, and there was a, there was a window of opportunity there for for Phil. Um, I don't think he had a bad camp. I think he held his own, but it was, there's a you know, I don't think he excelled either. I, I think that, um, you know, and sometimes sometimes you want to just see that progression from that starting point to, uh, you know, getting better and better and better every game. And, uh, you know, I don't think Phil is far away at all. Ron Hexall said as much himself. But 
you know, I, I could easily see him coming up at some point this year. I, I liken it a little bit, although different position. I liken it a little bit to Oscar Lindblom last year in camp. It wasn't that he looked out of place. He wasn't bad, but he also didn't break the door down, to use Hexel's terminology, which is which is what Vorobiev did, you know, up front. I mean, there was no – he made himself a guy that you wouldn't think of cutting in, in camp. So, uh, you know, I think, I think the seven defensemen are set. However, the way the pairings will shape up, um, Dave Haxel said, and, and you know, you have to have to base on camp that outside of the top pairing of Ivan Provorov and Shane Goss's pair, and they've looked fine. You know how how the other two combinations are going to shape up. I don't know. Um, you know the injuries to McDonald, um, who came back in two weeks from what was supposed to be a six-week injury. He struggled. You know, in, in his two games, no question about that. His pairing with Ryko Gouda struggled. Um, I don't think Robert Haig has had an especially good camp. And, um, you know, Christian Follin is coming in, kind of feeling his way. You know, maybe he'll be in the lineup, maybe be the seventh guy. But, um, you know, but I, I think that there are, I think that there are, you know, there are jobs, not jobs will be one. I mean, their seven guys are pretty well set. But how how the parents are going to shake out, you know, who Sandheim will be with. He's been with Follin yesterday and today. I mean, I think those are things that they're going to be looking at in, in the days to come leading up to the fourth as to how the second and third pairings will shape up. Touching a little bit on uh, Mikhail Vorobiev, uh, who you mentioned there, and just something that struck me that came out of, I think, uh, Ron Hextall's media availability on Thursday was that uh, he thought Vorobiev, quote, blew the doors off uh, in his camp. And that's high praise coming from uh, a guy like Ron Hextall, who we all know is uh, – notoriously cautious with his young players and, uh, you know, just uh, is not ever going to rush anybody into any uh, sort of situation. Uh, what, what does that mean for him to, to get an endorsement like that from the general manager? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it says that, uh, you know, he, he's done everything they've wanted him to do. You know, last year as a rookie with the, with the Phantoms, he had, he had a little bit of an inconsistent year. You know, there were, there were things he had to work on, you know, there was the uh, communication aspect being one example. Um, you know, although he's not doing interviews in English yet, he understands a lot more English than he did a year ago. I think he understands what's expected of him from the coaches and, and, and among his teammates as well. You know, the um, just the day-in and day-out kind of things that uh, coming over, having to, having to uh, learn a whole lot of things last year. You know, I, I think maybe six months ago um, – you know, he said, well, he's still got a ways to go. But so for him to get from that point where he was then to where he is now, it was never a question of talent. It was just a question of, again, the day in and day out consistency. I think what it says for Ron Hextall to give him that kind of endorsement says that he, he did it from the shape they report in camp. That's always step one. And then throughout each practice and every game, I think in every game that he's played in the preseason, He's done positive things, and when there's been a mistake, they haven't compounded, and that's something else too that you look for, and we look for a player who's ready to play in the NHL. So, you know, absolutely kudos to him. He's done a great job. And before we move on, since we're on this vein, I just wanted to bring up something that happened earlier in camp that's not pertinent to the final roster, but uh, Flyers invited Igor Zamula uh, to rookie camp, and then he stuck around for training camp, and not only that, but he earned. A contract, earned an entry-level contract. This is an undrafted free agent. Uh, was eligible for the draft this past year, but uh, didn't get picked up. The Flyers, uh, I guess, at some point saw him. Mark Gregg is the Flyer scout in Western Canada. 
Uh, somebody picked up on him, brought him in. Uh, he was extremely impressive. Uh, got got into uh, two uh, preseason games during main camp, uh, and and now earns this contract. Uh, you know, just uh, an interesting situation there, and and I guess uh, is another signal to guys out there that uh, that get drafted or are invited to these camps that uh, you know the Flyers are. An organization open to, to looking at people that work hard and, and do things the way they want it done. No, absolutely. You know, you, you need only look at Phil Myers a couple of years ago. Um, undrafted that year comes. He was actually in the Calgary Flames development camp, and I uh, was not invited to the rookie camp for whatever reason. That was their loss to the Flyers game because he came in. He came into Philly and he did a great job and you know got an entry level contract. Then all of a sudden that that very season, he his game kind of took off like a rocket. And within a year, he was, you know, considered one of the upper echelon blue line prospects around the league. I'm not saying that Zamulo is going to do the same thing necessarily. Different, you know, different player, different skill set. But, you know, but just to to um, come in with absolutely no guarantees. You know, most players who come in on amateur tryouts don't get signed. Uh, and um, you know, to come in and it's similar kind of thing. You know, on a on a, maybe on a micro level, but. You know, a little bit similar to like Verobia, where you're coming in, you have no guarantees of anything, and uh, you know, to show up in camp, to show, you know, to show a skill set. He, he's he's a lanky guy. He's going to have to put on you know considerable amount of weight. Um, you know, refine his game with the puck. All the all the usual things that you look for for a teenage player. Um, his contract can slide back to the Western League this season and next season, so I you won't see him probably at the pro level till he's 20 years old. But for you know, but what that means is the Flyers saw enough to make a five-year commitment in him. In other words, the development coaches will work with him this year and next. He'll play junior hockey, and then he'll be with the Phantoms, you know, the, the year after that. So, you know, again, it's basically you're looking like a five-year development window on him. And to, to commit that kind of just commit those kind of resources to him, you definitely have to see something. So moving on to the goaltending situation now, which is uh, very much in flux, I guess, at this point in camp because the Flyers have – uh, apparently some injuries. Obviously, the two that we know about, uh, Alex Lyon and uh, Michael Neuvert. Not sure how long uh, Neuvert's going to be out. Lyon's time frame was three to four weeks from the time of it, so we're about a week into that. But a lot of folks are wondering, what's Brian Elliott's status, of course, coming off of uh, off-season surgery? And then uh, past that, what do you do with uh, that second goaltending position if Neuvert can't go? Uh, Carter Hart is here, ready to go. Uh, Anthony Stolarz has also had a good camp, and uh, you know we know Hextall wants to keep Hart uh, on the development path. Uh, you know it's going to be very interesting. Curious of your thoughts of uh, uh, what, what the Flyers' options are heading into uh, the start of the regular season in the crease. Uh, should uh, they have to make a decision with Neuvert not available, or, or whatever else might present themselves here? Yeah, and assuming everything stays internally, because uh, you know there's always the option of looking outside the organization as well. But I, I think it looks it looks to be they're going to stay internally, at least for now. Um, now, Brian Elliott, is, uh, he, had a, he had a short off season, shorter than normal because he had, he had to have surgery this summer. Um, was coming off of an injury, of course, last season as well and was still kind of working his way back in. Um, you know, he, he played 20 minutes his first preseason game. Uh, this past Monday, he went 60 minutes. He wasn't very sharp necessarily in that game, but it was a hurdle for him to clear mentally um, just to, to go the 60. Um, you know, in an ideal situation, 
Um, he'd be further along to where he needs to be to start the season. Um, you know, I think I think it's fair to say there is concern on that front just in terms of the number of days left between now and the start of the season. He's trending, you know, upward day by day. He said, you know, he said there are good days, there are not so good days. But um, just just to clear the mental hurdle of going 60, he's going to probably, I would think, go the distance in Boston in the final preseason game. And then he has a few more days to get ready. So, you know, the, um, as of now, I, I think that he would be the, the opening night starter. Um, one thing, one thing that points Anthony Stolarz first as a, uh, you know, as the alternate option. Besides that, besides that, I think that they want to give Carter Hart some AHL time um, before they even think about bringing him up. Is that Stoli has been a backup with the Flyers before? He's sat stretches, you know, and he's done well when he, you know, he did well before all of, well, all of his own injuries, but he appears to be healthy now. Um, you know, he, he has a little bit of NHL experience and he has uh, a couple months worth of having backed up previously during, you know, during previous seasons before he got hurt. So, you know, I would think that uh, he might get a spot start in there somewhere. Uh, the Flyers need to, you know, need to address long term here. OK, how is Brian Elliott settling in? How was how's hard? How, how are the two injured goalies coming along? You know, it's not goaltending is not where it want, where they'd want it to be right now. I, I don't think there's you know, any other way to say it but that. Um, you know, hopefully we're looking at a different picture, in, you know, in a, in a week, 10 days or whatever. But, uh, yeah, right now it's a bit of a concern. So, in general, where would you say uh, on, on a couple of instances here uh, after this point of training camp with, uh, you know, as we record this one game left um, – what are some of the things you think this team has excelled at so far in camp? Where is this team looking good, and uh, where are they not looking so good? You just mentioned, obviously, the goaltending uh, maybe wanting to come around, and there's uh, maybe some concerns about the defense after the last two exhibition games. Um, but but what, are, what are some things the Flyers have done well in this preseason that are boding well for them going into the regular season and some places that they uh, need to tighten things up a little bit? Well, I would I would say, first of all, that – you know, without having Sean Couturier played at all, playing at all the preseason, he may play tomorrow. Or Wayne Simmons having played at all in the preseason, and he may go tomorrow. You know, you're going to look at uh, those are two big pieces that have been missing from the lineup. But I think that there's a lot of potential for two, possibly even three scoring lines. You know, I think Oscar Lindblom has had a big step up from camp this time a year ago. Um, he, he improved a lot. He looks like he looks like a more mature and confident player. Um, Nolan Patrick hasn't necessarily, you know, transferred to games where he left off at the end of last season, but he's looked good in practices. He doesn't look far off. You know, I, I think that the the Flyers look to have a very deep forward lineup, so deep, in fact, that, you know, there, there have been years where there are guys who probably would have made this team who, you know, who are on the outside looking in, who um, already cut or whatever. I mean, Carson Swarinski, there might have been years we would have just, come in and take in a job right out of junior hockey at a tremendous camp. So I think the forward group has looked very good. Um, you don't get a ton of time to work on specialty teams, but, uh, you know, when the, when the top unit has been, um, you know, relatively intact, um, they, you know, they, they've shown what they can do. I think Shane Gossespair had a tremendous preseason, um, both sides of the puck and his pairing with Ivan Provorov, you know, those, the Flyers' top pairing is one of the better top pairings around the league, and uh, 
they look like they're poised to have a really good year. I think the last thing I would say also is that uh, Claude Giroux is in tremendous physical condition, um, and he looks really ready to roll. He's uh, he's had a really solid preseason, and he'll get in you know he'll get in I guess maybe tomorrow's game as a, as a final tune up there. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's looked really good, and I think that you know I think that in term in terms of those things, the uh, the the attack. This is a team that's going to score goals. I think that um, they definitely need to tighten up and just just various things, being being a little cleaner with the puck. Um, you know, penalty killing as we as we knew last season coming into this year, that's something to monitor all season. That's something that absolutely has to improve. And you know, I think the other piece too is, you know, in order for the Flyers to have the depth to be an upper echelon team, I think that they have to have guys, young guys, step up. The Travis Sandheims, the Patricks. Um, now Vorobiev's a rookie, but you know him him to continue playing like a guy who belongs in the top nine, Lindblom as well. If those things happen, then all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's uh, a very potent team and a very deep team. If it doesn't happen, then you know, then there's some holes to fill. So the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have uh, started their exhibition season now. Their camp opened last weekend, and they've had their first game come and go, and they've got a couple more this weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about. What's going on down there, and uh, you know what, what? Some of these guys that uh, again st- stayed around for an extended look at Flyers Camp are obviously going to be some of the guys that are the key catalysts to that team. They also seem to need to maybe find at least one goalie right now because of the Flyers injury situation. So, what's things looking like uh, uh, for the Phantoms as they go through their preseason? Yeah, yeah. You know, yesterday they they had they dressed kind of a hybrid, um, say Phantoms and Reading Royals lineup. Um, partially because of guys that are still up here, you know, and injuries. So uh, Brandon Kopp was in goal for them, uh, Reading Royals goalie. And they'll get they'll get one guy back from the Flyers. I don't think the Flyers are going and carrying three, most likely Carter Hart. Um, and they'll get a second goalie back, uh, you know, when um, Alex Lyon is available. And then they might end up back in the same situation where they, you know, we came into camp talking about with, with three guys. But, you know, that that's assuming everybody, of course, stays healthy. I, I, I think that um, – you know, they were really at the high-end team last year. There's a lot of continuity. A lot of the better veteran guys are back. Um, Philippe Myers is looking to take that last step, kind of the way that Lindblom took last year, the way that Travis Sanheim took when he went back to the Phantoms. Um, so, you know, really, really, those are the really, those are the key guys on the team. Uh, they lost three to two last night. They were trailing two nothing. They came back. Um, Myers had a power play goal. Um, Cole Bardrow tied the game. They were trailing two to nothing at one point. So, you know, it's uh, the, the Phantoms are just trying to get their personnel back and get ready to go for the season. But I think once again they're going to be a, a top contender in their division and the Eastern Conference. And the uh, prospects that the Flyers have that aren't in Phantoms camp are underway with their season. Uh, you know, this whole thing you may, you may have noticed kind of trickles down. Although the prospects in the colleges obviously do start first, and then the uh, NHL, and then. AHL, ECHL, so forth and so on. But uh, uh, what are some of the Flyers' prospects that uh, have been here over the summer doing now with their regular teams? Uh, I think that uh, you know a lot of eyes were Morgan Frost after uh, you know after he was a relatively early cut in camp. Um, his team didn't have a very good first game, nor did he. He did have a he did have a uh, an assist in that. Uh, the second game, he looked much more like himself. Scored a really nice goal in that game. He has. Three points in his first two games. Uh, last game, he won a whole lot of faceoffs, killed penalties. So, 
Um, they're back in action tonight, their third game of the season. Um, some other guys, you know, Isaac Radcliffe um, is back with his team. He's off to just a little bit of a slow start in the opening week. Um, nothing to really be too concerned about. Um, but everybody, you know, everybody's healthy at this point. Everybody's back with their teams. So, uh, you know, every, those guys are getting rolling. Uh, Zamula, who we talked about earlier, is back with the Calgary Hitmen. Um, Wyatt Wiley had a good opening weekend. And on the college level, because those regular seasons haven't started yet, but uh, there's a little bit of good news that uh, Wade Allison, um, he's skating full force. He's about to be clear, apparently, for some scrimmages. So he should be good to go for the season. All right, Bill. Well, we're going to cut this one a little bit shorter than normal here, but we do have a lot ahead. Uh, we're going to do a season preview, most likely, as the uh, roster starts to take shape, and we've got a lot more ahead here to, to go into the season. So uh, thanks for jumping in with us, and we will uh, get with you here before uh, things open up on Thursday. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Bill Meltzer with us here. I'm Brian Smith. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Flyer Buzz. We'll have a lot more coming up for you here at Flyers Radio 24-7 and on our podcast page at FlyersRadio247.com. In the next few days, we are uh, planning to get together with the Flyers broadcasters for a look at this team getting into the season. And we've uh, got uh, some neat things going on with our flagship radio station, 97.5 The Fanatic, that we'll be telling you about as well. Uh, So, of course, we'll have all the action for you here for the regular season on Flyers Radio 24-7. It all gets underway on Thursday, October the 4th, as the Flyers take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a great weekend.